clean up on aisle nine. <laughs> oh, I love our kids, man. Praise God. Well, listen, thank you um, for allowing the Lord to, to do what he, that, that thing this morning. Um, that's, that's more of the norm than should be the exception um, because, again, I, I recognize the attack. And, and so we just want to make sure that corporately we're, we're going forward, doing some things. Um, you see a, a red mark on my head? It's, it's not a pimple gone wild. I, I just about knocked myself out this morning in my truck. <laughs> I opened the door and leaned in at the same time. A whap! Is that you, God? <laughs> Praise God. So anyway, it's all good. Listen, just give me a few minutes today. Um, I just want to get through this, this, just one scripture verse anyway. I believe that, that this is a year, and, and not just a year, but we're in a season for sure, and however that long season, but it probably is a lifestyle of purpose. We're going to have to purpose. Okay, so the title of this message is Decide to Abide. All right? We're in a season where we're going to have to purpose things. I don't believe things are ha- going to happen by accident. You don't walk by your kitchen table and that Bible that you have in your kitchen table jump into your hands and open up to a certain place and you just start reading all by yourself. You gotta, you've got a purpose to do some things. You've got a purpose. There has to be a purpose. A lot of people tell me, man, I'd just really like to witness. I'd really like to lead somebody to the Lord. Well, purpose to do that when you get up in the morning and then look for that opportunity that you purpose to do. God will open doors and he'll put people in your path. I know he will. But so many times, I don't know if you're like me, but there's been times in my life where I've had, you know, I've been interacting with people and I walk away and I'm thinking, what were you thinking? Wow, why didn't you share this? There was this opportunity that they brought up this and you could have shared that and I didn't because I wasn't purposed necessarily to do that. I wasn't thinking in terms of that. And if we need to purpose our lives for that, to do those types of things. See, I want to go to Psalms 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now that word dwells means lives in a permanent resident. Walk, talk, pray in the Word. That's where you live. We live in the things of the Lord. We live standing on the Word of God. We live trying to do the principles of God. Doesn't mean we're always right or perfect and successful in it, but that's our heart. That's our desire. We have to, but you're going to have to purpose to do this. I told you last week, there's, there's, I see two different things happening on the planet this year. I, I see some really difficult times coming, some really troubling times coming, but I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on what I also see God doing some pretty big major things in our lives, in us and through us. And and even in the world, if you will. But we're going to have to purpose in our hearts that we're going to decide, this is where I'm living, this is how I'm living, this is where I'm staying. Nothing is going to move me from that. And it's not an easy thing to do. Many of you, you have to work in, in the world. We work in the world. And how beca- living in the world and not becoming of the world is a fight sometimes. You know, I worked construction, I wasn't real good at it, but I worked for another guy, you know, construction for a while. That's a rough business. That's a rough place to be. You run into some rough individuals, kind of like some fishermen in the Bible. 
And how do you not get tainted by some of that stuff? Well, we've got we to abide in Him. We've got to make sure we're staying in Him. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. Now that word abide means to stay an indeterminate amount of time. They came for a week and stayed for six years. I'm going to abide. I'm just going to stay. I'm going to stay for an indeterminate amount of time. I'm going to stay with you, Lord, for, for however long. I'm going to stand on the Word of God for however long it takes to get the victory. I'm going to believe God for as, as long as it takes to get the victory. I'm just going to continue to stand. I'm going to continue to believe. I'm going to continue to abide in the Lord because I'm going to give you a, a, a big hint. There's nowhere else you're going to go to be able to get the answers that you need other than abiding in Him. He's our refuge. Refuge, a place of safety, his fortress. When I think of fortresses, when I was in the military and I was in Germany, I was in Berlin, I was in West Berlin, but you had to go through East Germany at that time to get to West Germany. So we would take a train and they'd stop us. Um, all the Russians and East Germans, we had all the stop points and they'd come and we were on a train and they'd you know, come in and they'd harass us a little bit, and, but they would, we'd get through. And, and when I was in West Germany, we'd be, we'd be training and we'd be walking for miles and miles and miles and doing war games and all this training. And all of a sudden, you'd walk through the woods and come to this clearing, and here's this castle. This ginormous castle that's five, six, seven hundred, eight hundred years old. And I mean, they got these great big thick stones, and I mean, it was a fortress. And, you know, being in the military, you look at that and you think, wow, what an absolute fortress. Nothing could penetrate these walls. What a fortress. What a place of safety. What a place to be able to stand and fight in this fortress. And so when I read that, that's kind of what I think of. You, you can have your own images or whatever. But there's, he's our fortress. This place that puts up this wall that, of protection that we can fight behind him. We are not alone. We don't have to do it alone. But sometimes we get ahead of ourselves and we do it alone. And that's when we get in trouble. That's when things don't go right. But, well, let me rephrase that. Just because you're in the Lord and love the Lord with all your heart doesn't mean things are always going to go right. But we have the hope of Him. We have His strength. We can abide in Him. <clears throat> because surely he, has, he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from perilous pestilence. Surely, He will deliver us. And He'll deliver us. And, so, and, I, and, I, and I do, I believe that. That He'll deliver us from those things. And it's interesting to me. Because for, for a number of years, I was in the prison ministry. And, and we go to the prison and, and, and guys would be talking about this. I, I've been delivered. I've been delivered. I'm like, but you're in prison. But they're free. You know, there was guys in prison who were more free than there was people that were sitting in churches. Because there was something in them. They got free of some things. Surely he's going to deliver us. And that would say, hey, I've been delivered. I'm delivered from these things. Of the, of the, the worry and the suffering. And we can be delivered. We can have that peace. We can be delivered from, from torment. You can be delivered from those things. We just need to abide in Him. And so when we're abiding in Him, so, so I'm praying in the Lord, and I'm asking the Lord, so 
Where well we're abiding, we're abiding. Our, our heart is to abide in you. What, what does that mean? I truly believe this, that if we're abiding in him, it is going to bring unity in the body through love. But it's going to have to start with abiding in him. See, in Philippians chapter 2, and I'm not going long here. I'm just going to read this a bit. Therefore, and I'll pick this up maybe next week. Therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded. Now, this is Paul saying, fulfill my joy. Paul saying, being like me, hey, fulfill my joy. This will bring me joy if we're like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. That doesn't mean that we agree on everything. But being like-minded in what? Christ? Christ crucified? Christ rose again? Christ's right hand of the Father making intercession for us? Like-minded. Believing that, does, that God can heal today? Being like-minded. And so... Here's the three things that he says for, for Paul. For my joy to be complete, be like-minded, have the same love, being one spirit and one purpose. Being united in Christ, believers working together for the same purpose, rather than seeking areas of disagreement and division. Now, there's some, we may not agree on everything. There's some doctrines out there, no, I absolutely don't agree with. Won't, but, but I can agree on Christ and Christ crucified. I can agree on that much. Because what we really need to get to, and where I'm really going to with this, if you don't have a heart of a servant, then you're only looking out for you. And I can get, I'll get a little bit more into that later. But see, we may not agree on all things, but even, even this is, is agree. We can agree to disagree and still get along. I mean... Golly, even the disciples were walking down the street. And, it, and the Bible says, and there was, they were, they were there was a, uh, how did it put it? They, were dis, they, they didn't agree on some things. What was the word? Uh, how did he put, how did they put it? There was no small dissension. That's what it was, between them. But they were still walking down the road, going the same way, doing the same things. Maybe they were disagreeing on this and that. I mean, you know, but, but it's, my thing is this. Can you make sure that if, put your agenda aside for the benefit of someone else. I'm not talking about letting sin be run rampant. I'm not talking about, but I'm talking about, listen, when it comes to focusing on other people, I'm telling you, I'll give you an example of this. I had a day the other day, and it was a very chaotic day. I was dealing with a whole lot of things in Churches. I was dealing with some stuff. And I was in my car, in my vehicle, and I was on my way somewhere, and it was an important thing I had to get to. I got a phone call. And the phone call was, hey, um, you know, they just brought my brother home from, from you know, from hospice, and, and, you know, he's not doing really well, could, could really use some prayer. Now, this guy wasn't a big, big spiritual guy, born-again guy, doesn't know, just, you know, could, could use some prayers, you know, do you think you could come by and pray? At that moment, everything in me said, I've really got to get to this thing. Let me get to it, you know, uh, you know. But then the Lord just kind of quickened me, serve. I said, okay, you turn. Went 15, 20 minutes, prayed with the guy, led him to the Lord. 48 hours later, he was in heaven. 48 hours. Now listen, that is not, 
Oh, look at what Pastor Scout did. Listen, I was ashamed of myself. Why? Because there was that moment where I just about said, eh, let me, I, I just, I can't get there. Now listen, that I'm, now understand what I'm saying here. If you are expecting Pastor Scout to come and meet all of your needs, you are in big trouble because I cannot get to all of you. But the Holy Ghost can. But it was me at that particular moment, and, and so praise God, and, every, and God worked everything else out. My whole point is this. We need to start, get to a place where we have a servant's heart where it's not about us. How many have ever seen, and how many have ever seen the movie uh, Finding Nemo? Uh, yeah, if, if you've got kids, you know, you see little Finding Nemo. And that, that scene where the seagulls, you know, the, they're, they're mine, 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 mine. It's like some churches I know. Mine, 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 me, 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 it's about me, look at me, what do I need, me, me. Listen, you want a need fulfilled, go fulfill a need. We've got to get to a place where we have a servant's heart. And I'm going to, let me read this to you, and I'm going to close with this, and I'll pick this up maybe here next week. This, uh, because we're going to talk about love, agape. Agape love is a sacrificial love. That voluntarily, oh, I don't really like this, but I'm going to say it, voluntarily suffers inconvenience, discomfort, and even death for the benefit of another without expecting anything in return. The world system is you do for me and I'll do for you. You rub my back, I'll rub your back. But we can get to a point where we can just serve and, and not expect. Now, what my here's, but let me let me clarify that a little bit. There is an expectation. The expectation is that Christ will move, and have His way, use my servanthood for His glory. But not the expect my expectation that because I've done something for you, you're going to do what I expect you to do. And so, this unity that I'm talking about is going to come through humility. And let me tell you what, serving takes humility. And so I just want to, I just, I'm just going to wind things down. I'm just going to read this scripture verse. Therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, in Philippians 2, 1 through 4, I'm just going to read the first two. Any fellowship of spirit, of any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, have the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. And then, verse 3, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look, not, look out not only for his own interests, but also the interests of others. Now that means lowliness, lowliness, lowliness of mind, or let each esteem others better than himself. And I'll get to that in, in next week. But that doesn't mean that you look at somebody, oh, they're better than I am. No, that, that word esteem means to consider. Consider where people are at. Consider what they're going through. See if you can somehow help, somehow serve. And so I, I just want to bring that because we talked about last week, search me, O oh Lord. And, and where I see God's wanting us to go it's going to take some unity. And we're going to have to really love one another. 
even when we have some faults and some issues. And, and here's the thing I've always said. I, I truly believe that we're going to have people come here that have got some issues, and if they want to get free, they can get free. But if they want to hang on to it and cause trouble, they won't be here long. But can you get to that place? And it's hard because we all have issues and we all have problems and we all have things that we're dealing with. And when you've been in a life, in your life, where I mean you're just really under it, wasn't it just great when somebody just came and said, what can I do? That's a, a powerful place. You want to be great in the kingdom, be a servant. So I just want to pray with you today, and I just want to leave you with those few words. Again, I'm not concerned about what I got to today, what I didn't get to today. For me, as I was driving up here, the most important thing for me today, um, and I'm, I'm praying that it was the most important thing for the Lord as well, and the Holy Spirit, is to deal with this healing and praying for people and, and lifting up Ken. And, um, so that could have really been the service, but... One of the things I do like to do, even in, in most services, I like to share a little bit of the word or at least a scripture verse because what happens, then you get people that will run out of here saying, you know, well, heresy, didn't even share the word. Blah, blah, blah. Well, no, we were being the word. We were doing the word. So um, I, I heard something this morning in, in the church in Cedarville. Um, I think Vanessa Leach, she was on the platform and it came through her. It was a word. She said, you know, people are looking for revival we are the revival. We are what they're looking for. Christ in us. Amen? I mean, it's going to come through us, I guess is what I'm trying to say. If you're waiting for the knight in shining armor to blow into the doors and blow up the building and, and all this stuff happen, no, it's going to happen through us. Loving and helping and sharing. So let me just pray with you this morning. Father, we thank you for who you are and for what you are. And Lord, we said last week, just search us. And Lord, I just pray that, that we can learn to just abide in you and trust in you. Under the shadow of the Almighty, Lord, where there's refuge. And you're our fortress. You're our protection. You're our hope. You're our everything. And so Lord, I give you praise and glory and honor today. And I thank you that you're doing so many big things in so many people's lives right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you that you're going to move in a mighty, mighty way in this region. And you're going to use your people to do it. And so Lord, I guess that is our expectation. Our ex expectation is that you're going to do exactly what you said you would do. Help us to be obedient to your voice. And we give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you guys. Thanks for hanging in there with me today and, and lifting up these things in prayer. I know that Ken, his family, and, and all the families that we've lifted up today appreciate it. So God bless you. Have a blessed, blessed day.